And it's a very good afternoon again as we bring you another show of uh, Two Smoking Guns here on 88.3 Southern FM. It's a very good afternoon to all of our listeners, but a special good afternoon to my old mate and uh, co-presenter, King of the Buttons, Still on the other side of the glass. Good afternoon to you, Rutsy. Good afternoon, Scotty, and what a great afternoon it is to be alive. Oh. What a great afternoon it is to be in the studio talking with you. We're still in Oxford. About all the palaver in the world that's going on, oh, but we managed to be a bit contrarian, and we've got stuff today. And not even not even roadworks could stop no, us getting I here today. Saw gonna... you had a head of steam about the <laughs> oh, roadworks. I, I thought I was going to have to phone you yes. from the car and say, "Listen, old mate, I'm really sorry. I mean, I know we normally have our production meeting because we're highly professional. Yes. in this show. Too well, I noticed uh, you got here at one minute to two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was lucky not lucky to make it uh, in that time. But I thought, I'm going to have to phone you and say, uh, old mate, I think I'll be doing it from the front seat of the car today, <laughs> and uh, that'll make it even harder because I won't be able to see you. But no. anyway, we managed to those, press on and we boxed those on. Those roadworks, seriously, mate, the council got seriously. way too much around, they've got to spend it. But these raised pedestrian crossing roundabout things are uh, they're ridiculous. I don't know which idiot came up with them. But they've slowed traffic down so much in this suburb, it's bloody ridiculous. Well, it, it, it looked like they were building the Metro Tunnel. Up oh, there. yeah. And and doing, yeah, it takes them yeah, four weeks. I'll tell you what. It, it's, it's a couple of lumps of concrete poured on the ground. Just get a Frisbee and chuck it on the ground. Not hard. Drive around Not that. hard, mate. Oh, I tell you. They make it hard, though, because hey. they're paid by the hour, mate. And if you and oh. I were paid by the hour to do this show, we'd be doing a 10-hour show with yeah. the same content. Yeah, absolutely. Just over and over. Now, we have a plethora of we things do. to talk about. We have a cornucopia of things to talk about we today. Do. We're up and about today, the both of us. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and the, 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 uh, as I said, we, we had our production meeting because, uh, yeah. again, we're highly professional and well-prepared. Uh, which normally happens about two minutes to two mm. and goes for about 30 seconds. So uh, that got chopped down to about 10 seconds today. So, so let uh, me tell you what I came up with in those 10 seconds. <laughs> Can you, John? Just I, enlighten I want to talk to you today. By the way, I have um, shaved off my ISO beard. Oh, yeah, I noticed too. a lot of the footballers who have returned yeah. to training haven't done theirs yet. They'll find they go a bit faster if they tr- trim off their ISO beards. Yes. I was beginning to look a little bit like Ned Kelly at 70. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> a bit, bit, bit more grain, mate. But no, I want to talk about um, one of the great things that happened yesterday was yep. the, the Powderfinger live stream, which was fabulous. Right. Um, so I want to talk about that. A um, couple of um, couple of good accountants up in Canberra. Want to talk about that? Yeah, apparently so. Huh? Hey, gee, that's not bad, is it? What they just—it's a rounding uh, error of sixty billion. <laughs> <laughs> right, I want to talk about that. Uh, I've got uh, Tajay, that uh, far, iconic Australian uh, brand's uh, gone uh, down. Uh, uh, demise. Demise. Baby names. There's more of yes, these stupid parents calling that. their children stupid names. More yep. of that. Yep. There's a great article on the on the return of the motel that I want to br- talk to you about. I did see that. Yeah, too. it's a very very yeah, I, nice piece. I, actually, I'm, I'm struggling with it, but anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward no, to I'm you talking it. us through that. I've got the uh, the headline of the week. Uh, yeah. I've also got. <laughs> I want to talk about Dr. Trump. Uh, Dr. Trump. Dr. Now. Trump. Right. I've got I've got stuff on the traffic light guy. And I want to talk about uh, Laurie Lachlan. Laurie Lachlan. <laughs> this is the college admissions scandal. I want to talk ah, a little bit about that, yeah. amongst other things. And um, also got some songs. And um, they're along the theme of days. 
this uh, well, this week. Oh, yeah. So what have you got nice. for us? Well, I tell you, I'm going to step you through uh, because um, we obviously in recent times um, had a good friend of the program, um, John Sylvester, yes, Sly of the Underworld. Yes, well, great man. And as you know, he's uh, he's now got his podcast uh, called Naked City. But he also does a piece um, in the Age. And uh, he's done this fantastic piece, and I'm just going to call it, well, it's actually called The uh, the Mounting Mountain Mystery. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to talk to you about that because it's actually a bit spine-chilling. Well, uh, this is in relation to uh, people going up the mountain and they don't yeah. come down the mountain. Yeah, well, they go up and they set up camamp and all of a sudden, whooshka, gone. Whooshka, gone. Yes. UFOs, and, uh, aliens. You know, and things that have, have been burnt down and, you know, people that have been on, you know, their GPS on their phones not turned on for some strange reason. You know, oh, so mysterious so stuff, yeah, Scotty. It sounds a bit spooky. Well, it, it's, a bit, uh, it's a bit Wolf Creekish. Oh. You know, oh, that's a, a great movie. So it's a very good movie. That. Uh, what else have I got? A couple of dudes going up into space for the first time in about a decade. Well, that's good. Uh, that's good. That's uh, real isolation. Yeah, that's uh, that's serious. I, I need to talk to you about your ISO. Actually, about did you go for a swim this morning? I did. Uh, now, are you practicing safe distancing from all of our aquatic <laughs> creatures? No one else in, mate. <laughs> what about the aquatic creatures? No one else. Do you ever see anything or enough. feel anything? That no, there's a few stingrays out there. There's a few fish. Really? There's a lot of birds at the moment. A lot Is of there? birds. Migra- migratory bo- birds. Right. Fishing. Who know, diving tri- for fish. Diving for fish, which means... I'm a bit big for them. Yeah, but that means that there's little fish, which means that there are bigger fish looking for the little fish. That's right. Not? That's right, mate. They'd have oh, to be pretty okay. pretty big to take a bite out of me, mate. Right, eh? Uh, they'd have to, they'd have, to talk... have what they call wide jaws. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just be jaws. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk to speaking of the tunnel, um, I'm going to talk to you about the tunnel. Which tunnel? Uh, the uh, the Westgate Tunnel. Oh, the, not yeah. the Metro Tunnel? No, the Westgate Tunnel. I wonder so, if they're still uh, working on the Metro Tunnel. I don't know. Uh, I believe so. They probably Yeah, are. no, they are. Yep. Um, but all of the hoopla around the contamination out west. I'm just gonna, oh, yes. Just going to dabble into that. Um, shout out to the uh, to the Teskey brothers. Oh, yes. Number who, one. Uh, number one, um, which was fantastic. Uh, have their first number one on the ARIA album chart, debuting top with Live at the Forum. So you, yes. might, you might find us a Teskey brothers tune sometime in the next uh, couple of hours. Um Anyway, a good shout out to them. And if memory serves, um, the, the last. Oh, don't hold me down. That's them. You've done a colon on me. Yeah. <laughs> Carry me. Yeah, very keep good singer. Yeah. on the ground. Yep. I, and uh, I think. Oh, Sorry, Scotty, I'll, I'll, I'll cut it off there, but <laughs> yes, the Teskey brothers are very All good. All right, so uh, anyway, a good shout out to the Teskey brothers. I think they knock out some pretty good uh, tunes. And uh, good on them. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff around. I've got a letter of the day. I want to talk about the road toll. Um, you touched on Anthony Mundine. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or Anthony, Anthony Mundine. In the I'm spirit not, uh, of boxers making comebacks because they've spent far too much time in isolation. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a new uh, streaming service uh, hitting our uh, Great. airwaves. Great. Another name that I can't pronounce no, that's spelled incorrectly. No, th- you'll like this one. This mm-hmm. one's really easy. It's, sure. called, it's called Binge. <laughs> oh, that's appropriate, that one. So we're going to do that. I did a bit of binge watching last night. Yeah, did you? And then uh, our old mate over the ditch, who's uh, leading the country beautifully, uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. You're calling her old mate, are you? Uh, yeah, well, 
Yeah, well, old miss. Yeah, old, old miss. Oh, we're all old mates, you know, old uh, mate down the road and old mate over the ditch. Um, well, she's going so well that the opposition have had a spill at the top. I know, and it was funny that because she I was actually that. under a bit of pressure domestically yeah. prior to COVID. Well, they were sort of neck and neck um, down the straight until that's right. that happened. Well, she's, uh, yeah. They've fallen and she's she's yeah. proceeded so on. She's, she's handled done. herself beautifully she's in a crisis. I'm going to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to touch on some breast cancer. Great news. Um, and uh, well, what's positive. happening in that world. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about Brumbies. And it, just, hey, the, of the John Brumby variety? Uh, no, this is uh, these Brumbies have four legs, right. not two, because right. uh, there's a big hoopla about, uh, about Brumbies. the Brumbies. Yeah, okay. it's um, you know the high country, and that'll tie. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a nice time with oh, your nice mountain story. Segue into my mountain story. You're going up the country, <laughs> got to get away. Um, so that's very good letter of the day, as I said. And then I love this. Um, all of these people that went to the soccer overseas, well, they sort of did. Um, they sent in a photo of themselves, oh, yes, which then got photocopied I or saw. printed. And there's 20,000 bobbleheads <laughs> sitting at a soccer match. Now, I reckon the I reckon the AFL need to get behind this. They do. all they need, all they send need your to photo do. in, print it off, stick it on a seat, yeah. right? And then play some crowd noise from previous games. Well, see, they're silly because they've got the digital technology. Because if you remember in the early days of the Bears, the Brisbane Bears, and they used to have those coloured seats, you know, deliberately designed so they looked like they were full. Yes. When there were only three people there. Yeah. They could do that with the digital technology they've got. Well, they, and if you recall, and I think there was some hoopla around this though, they also digitally enhanced some additional advertising. On the ground yes, itself, they that can do that. Was made to look three D. They can do that. So, so why, why couldn't they? Why put, can't you put make crowds a crowd? in? Yeah, yeah. Correct. just show a crowd from a previous Collingwood Richmond game Spot at the on. MCG. Spot on. How hard is that? You know, pan the crowd. Here they go. Yeah, yeah. Pay pay five bucks if you you send it, send in your favourite crowd correct. action. Pay five bucks, send it in the AFL, and let them splice it into their footage. And have one commentator up in the box who has a, a series of buttons like you do. Yeah. So when some dude gets caught with the, with the knacker... He can do the... Ball! Yeah. Yes! Why can't they do that? I don't know, mate. Mate, it's just, you know, come on, boys. Two, 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 two on, old boys. blokes in a community studio can figure it out. <laughs> you think the Channel 7 broadcaster oh, could figure it out. But let's just, let's kick it off. Right up. Ding, ding, we're away. Go. And ding, ding, Anthony the Man Mundine oh, tells Pay he's back. He's busy planning a comeback at the age of 45 with a bout against Michael Zarafa in mind in Bendigo. Last year's Battle of Bendigo... <laughs> sure, it was a battle of Bendigo. Saw Zarafa, 28, beat Jeff Horn, yeah, if you recall. Right. Yeah, yeah, and now a match against the, another form world champion, Mundine, is in the offing. Mundine said Zarafa's constant smack talk, smack talk, smack talk. Mm, has stirred oh. the beast within. Right? Right. <laughs> this cat Zarafa's been talking a lot of smack, Mundine said, oh. on his way to Dubbo. <laughs> oh, my. I was... I was a very good smack talker back in the day, but he has been disrespecting me. Even at my age, I will prove that you have to earn my respect, and I truly believe I'm good enough to beat him. I know what I'm made of. If I'm right on the night, then say night, night, Zarafa. Well, he talks a big game, Mundine, but he very, very never follows through on the big game. And uh, I could only potentially uh, preface uh, or, or, or uh, 
post-match that with, um, I think it might be the same result <laughs> as we suggested with Mike Tyson uh, and uh, who yeah. wanted to have a box on with him that we talked about last week. Um, there was, a, there was an article through the week Just on Evander Holyfield. Oh, uh, what? Um, and he wants to have another fight with him. So they're both the same age. What? Yeah. Why? And they're all both in training, Scotty. Why? 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 Because big guy pay to watch it. <sighs> Talking of people with big mouths, as we just were with Mundine, yep. Trump's hero drug has high death risk. I love this. Mm. A study of the, uh, you know how he's um, banging on about this anti-malarial drug, hydro, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, floor cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. People who um, take this drug were more likely to develop a type of arrhythmia that can lead to sudden cardiac death, and it has no impact on coronavirus. Oh, no tissue. So Dr. Trump's been promoting all of this, and he's obviously going to um, cause a few deaths along the way. He's a, an absolute genius, this bloke. Just Dick. the gift that keeps on giving. David Marin, Director of Preventative Cardiology at the Stanford University School of Medicine, someone who ought to know, said, <laughs> these findings provide absolutely no reason for optimism that the drugs, hydroxychloroquine, <laughs> that these drugs might be useful in the prevention or treatment of COVID-19. So uh, there you have it um, from the experts. So well done, Dr. Trump. Just uh, keep doing your work. L- l- lucky you're not a chemist. You'd struggle a bit to talk to the patients. Oh, I'm not very good at those locks of locks of locks of names. And I'll tell you what. The, I'll tell you what, parents will start calling their kids after drugs like that. So. That can only get worse if we were then to learn that Clive Palmer had yeah. gone and bought 20 million vials <laughs> of the stuff. Just to come and do the right thing by the country. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, I can I just share something with yes. you? Because I, I know I'll have somebody at home who will be chomping at the bit just for me to get this out on the airwaves. Now, I've told you uh, and shared with you, I've had a little project at home. Oh, this I've is had, your seat. Yeah, this is my beautiful old little wrought iron seat. And, it's uh, taken you a while, Scott. Well, it's sort of, it's sort of the weather hasn't been kind. Oh, here, God. <laughs> you know, right, yeah. In terms of preparation <laughs> and, uh, you know, drying conditions yeah, yeah, and yeah, trying yeah. conditions. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I sort of finally got all the, all the bits done mm. and then it was time to put it together. So I had a lash at that yesterday. And uh, so I've, I've started away. Anyway, so I've got my slats uh, going down on the seat part, and they're about three inches too long. Are they? Yeah. So either my steel's shrunk <laughs> or my slats have grown. And do you reckon for love nor money could I work out exactly what I'd done? No, no. And the more I looked at it, the more wound up I got. I, I, I even had you know, the, the bride coming out saying, would you like me to help? And, and you know, the death stare 101. Yes, um, yes. You know, anyway. So uh, I, was, and I, I, I cracked it. I just, no, I'm not touching it anymore. Two and a half hours yesterday trying to work it out. There was, that's enough. Anyway, um, the bride in all of her wisdom uh, decides that she'll go and do research. So she's gone on. And done some research. Dr. So then, Google? So then, yes, yeah, Dr. Danny. Uh, so then I get this text. I, I'm in the same room, but I get this text because I think she sends the, uh, the, <laughs> the tension in the air. Anyway, and it's how to put it together. Oh, really? 
Thanks. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll go back out this morning. Fresh set. I got a fresh set of eyes. I'll, I'll do get this done. Looked at it again. I've gone. I'm still none of Anyway, about ten minutes later, um, said bride comes out. Says uh, the ends are round the wrong way. <laughs> right. So uh, where I had them sort of these bits facing in, they needed to face out. So right. I have to acknowledge. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Tim the tool man, yeah, you are not. Yeah. Anyway, so Danny, good on you yeah. for uh, for doing that. Well down on her for persevering. Oh, well, she persevered with me. I'll tell you what, it, it was, I, I was just, you know, when something's so obvious, mm. when you find out, you know what what the error is. That's even more annoying. Hmm. You know, not the fact you can't work it out. The no, fact that it's right. when you do figure it, you know, somebody else figures it out for you. As I've been reminded seventeen times before I got here today, and that's when you utter the time on honoured um, oh. piece from Homer Simpson, the dope, dope, dope. So I said I'd make a spag bowl. Good on you, mate. Make it up. Wax some milk in it. Anyway, there we go. The seat's done. Now, I just wanted to uh, quickly uh, acknowledge a couple of uh, things that aren't going so well at the moment. I don't want to be a downer on it, but um, the fashion brand Target is is, uh, in a bit of trouble. It's um, noteworthy for the fact that uh, they're going to convert or shut 167 shops across the country, which is not good news for many of the people associated with it. So 10% of the Target's workforce between 1,000 and 1,300 staff will be affected by the closures, which is not good. But it is just another example of uh, the current economic circumstances plus the fact that uh, those stores have not been performing for over 10 years. But um, there was a great uh, quote from a gentleman by the name of David Littleproud, who's the Deputy Nationals Leader. We've spoken about him before. We have. He's, he's, mm. he's done a bit of work in the papers before. Yes. He's quoted that it just goes to show that they don't give a rats about us, he said yesterday, oh. meaning people in the country. Right. Australians should vote with their wallets and not go near them, he said. Well, they can't. They won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of a moot point, David. A little proud. Jared Dwyer retorted. He's Jared's the national secretary of the retail union SDA. He slammed Mr. Little Proud's comments, saying a boycott would only serve to further hurt job prospects. It would only make matters worse, undermining our efforts to keep workers in the re- in the regions in jobs and providing as many families in the regions with work as possible. Um, but um, yeah, there's a bit of a Barney on there. At uh, at Target, yeah, I, and I and I read too this morning that in the US, Hertz, yes, the car rental company, very Hertz, Avis, you know, yep. um, there's only a couple of them, aren't they? Yeah, budget, budget, um, and the green one, um, Europe, car. they filed for bankruptcy uh, yesterday, unable to withstand the coronavirus pandemic that has crippled global travel and business. Well, you can understand yep. that. It's a hundred and two year old company. They re- its lenders refused to grant an extension on its auto lease debt payments. This is the issue. It's the same thing as the planes, right? Because they've got all these uh, cars they own, Scotty, or they've got leases on and they're not getting used and they're still having to pay the debt on them. Yep. So um, they are uh, torched there. They've accumulated $28.6 billion, billion in debt. Ouch. And they've only got $1.5 billion available cash. Mm. So that maths doesn't add up. No. 
That's a long way. That's apart. the wrong way now, of John going Cougar, around. Well, see, John Cougar Mellencamp had this worked out. Did he? Yeah, it hurt so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> they should have used that. Come as, on, baby, make it hurt so they good. They should have used that as their slogan. They should have. Well, they've ten years ago. missed an opportunity, you yeah. marketing genius. Yeah. You could have made a fortune out well, of that. Just, uh, I reckon they should do that. So, um, now, speaking of marketing, too late. We've got to go and do some marketing of our own. We do. And after the break, after the songs, yes. After the what do they call them? Yeah. Station adverts yeah. or whatever they call. Uh, yes, I'm going to play you a song, and I'll come uh, after the song. I'll come back and tell you all about it, Scotty. Okay. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Hello, I'm Audrey for the Family Peace Foundation. My mum and dad are not very nice to each other. It makes us so sad and miserable when they argue all the time. If only they could be more kind and gentle to each other, our home would be great. We know they both love us, but I wish they'd show us how much they love each other. Family Peace. Do it for your kids. If you're feeling alone or isolated and you're caring for someone with a mental illness, you must reach out. The first step is just reach out through the same forums. It's totally anonymous. You are in a safe environment. You're in an environment which is moderated. You're not the only one out there living it. There are so many of us carers out there. For online support and connection for people affected by mental illness, visit saneforums.org. On Tuesday, May the 26th, we celebrate what would have been the 94th birthday of the incomparable Miles Davis. To commemorate, we have two wonderfully produced radio programs featuring interviews with a number of jazz luminaries around two of Miles' most beloved albums. Kind of Blue, interviews with Herbie Hancock, Jimmy Cobb and others. And also Bitches Brew, interviews with Bitches Brew band members Lenny White, Benny Maupin and more. Happy birthday, Miles Davis, this Tuesday at 10pm on 88.3 Southern FM. Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside.
slowly creeping hand of time and its command. Soon enough it comes and settles in its place. Its shadow in my face puts pressure in my day. In my day, soon enough it comes. Here it is again, It's slowly creeping in. Time in its command. Soon enough it comes, settles in its place. It's pressure in my day, undignified.
the great powder finger, Scotty, and uh, I don't know if you caught it last night, but uh, 90,000 people tuned in to a, wow. a live stream concert really? uh, last night at 7 o'clock no, on uh, the YouTube channel, Powderfinger's YouTube channel, uh, and they did a reunion right. to raise money for a support act, which is um, you know supporting musicians in these crazy times and yep. Beyond Blue. Yep. Um, but it was absolutely remarkable. It was a little 40-minute set, and um, they were all in different parts of Australia in a studio, in yeah. different, you know, Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane and right. the rest of it. And they did, oh, I reckon they did eight songs, nine songs. Absolutely brilliant it was. And um, Bernard Fanning, who's the lead singer, as you know, yep. he just said, we're here to put some smiles on people's faces, and they certainly did that job. It was a really poignant reminder. They, they, they split up in 1990. Did so it's they? been a decade since they've last performed, and their last concert was in Brisbane. It was a belter. Um, but it just reminds you, that music is timeless, and they could still be playing today, and people, they'd be stars still. They sorry, are a great band. They broke up in 1990. 1990 so they broke up. 30 years ago. Oh, sorry, no, 2010 oh, they broke up. Right, My apologies. <laughs> my, they, they started in 1990. Uh, they finished in uh, 2010, my yeah, apologies. My maths isn't isn't that good. bit like the JobKeeper accountant, but we'll get to that in a minute. Thought, I just thought you were testing me to see if I was... No, you're you know, paying attention. On the ball. But it was absolutely brilliant, mate. Uh, and uh, I really, were... really loved it. And their music is absolutely timeless. And no one's playing that sort of stuff. They could, they could make a comeback tomorrow and still be yeah. champions, I reckon. Do you reckon they'll replay that? Well, they probably would be up on the YouTube if you probably looked it up. Yeah. yeah, go and have a look because it was really good. The sound yeah. quality for you know people in different studios and everywhere was top notch. It's what, faultless. And what about the? I mean, you know, because I mean. Performing on stage, uh, and it's a bit like you and I in here, right? So we're separate rooms a bit, yeah. so it's not quite the same. How was the chemistry between all of the band members? Oh, it was tough. I were... mean, we were watching them because they were switching between all yeah. of them. So we got that sort of experience, but they were yeah. in their own yeah, yeah. Um, setup. So, yeah, obviously no chemistry, and it was a bit tough for them. But they did a remarkable job to, um, to you know, coalesce all the sound and, and do all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, so hats off to them. That was really good. So I played... These days, which has got to be one of the best Powderfinger songs of all time. And uh, that lays the theme down for what we're doing today, Scotty. We are playing songs with the word days in them. Days? And there are a million of them, but I've just chosen the ones I like. Have you got happy days? (laughs) (laughs) I thought about that With the fonts? (laughs) So, uh, apropos of my maths being a little bit off um, back then, um, just just then. So, someone's maths in Canberra's a little off. Uh, to the tune of $60 billion. How you make this mistake is... So, Federal Treasury revealed yesterday that a, in, uh, <laughs> that a significant error, is what they called oh, it, had occurred. Error. So, um, instead of supporting 6.5 million workers and costing $130 billion, the JobKeeper package is now supporting 3.5 million people and costing $70 billion. So, so twice the amount, nearly three times the amount of people, two and a half times the amount of people at half the cost. No, half the people at half the cost, uh, half effectively. The and, the, and what happened was, of course, um, it was the error was uh, caused <laughs> by the application form. Oh. Because in the form, I've not applied for job people, but apparently in the form, when the employee, they, the employers fill out the form, yes. they're asked to report the number of employees who they expect to go on JobKeeper. Yes. Um, a lot of them actually reported the amount they expected to receive. So instead of saying you know, two or three of their employees, 
most of them said 1500 <laughs> which was the, um, the, amount, uh, the they amount they were supposed to get. Right. So um, they oh. didn't have the form, the fill-out oh. forms right on the forms oh. to go how much money versus how many employees. So they've uh, effectively has, uh, had a big error. Has anybody uh, taken responsibility for that? Well, um, anybody put their name to I mean, Josh Frydenberg's issue? He's uh, the man with well, sits, the title. Sits in his portfolio, does it not? So, in that's uh, a funny. It's a funny calculation error because it's uh, they're now going to be more money to throw around, Scotty. So. Well, and, and and I think they've come out of the uh, they've come out of the woods from everywhere. Oh, oh going, mate! Uh, People got their hand out. For more and, and all that sort of stuff. And then the uh, the quick rebuttal, uh, I believe, from another government official was, no, that's just sixty billion that our children and our children's children won't have to repay. Oh, or too late, too late, argument. mate. You you borrowed it, and I'm yeah. tipping it's going to get called on. <laughs> yeah, um, at some point we we'll get. Oh. I'll have to. Um, now it's a dry subject, but I'll have to get someone on to explain modern mon- monetary theory to all these politicians who don't know it, understand it's not actually a debt. Because it's the debt the government go to the Reserve Bank, and they own the Reserve Bank, so they can cancel the debt at any time. So it's not bloody rocket science, this stuff. Anyway, uh, I won't go into economic theory with you, Scotty, because uh, we haven't got all day, and it's a really boring topic. Is that uh, borrowings when you don't have borrowings? Correct, mate. Yeah. Faux borrowings. Okay, faux yes. borrowings. Faux I like borrowings. That. Faux borrowings. So what I'd like to talk about now um, yes. is, is I want you – this is my favourite headline of the week – Oh, favourite of the week. And I'd like, I'm going to explain the article, yes. and then I'm going to let you guess the headline. Right. So the article's about if state governments are going to allow football teams to fly in and fly out without quarantine restrictions and playing contact sport, yeah. then they should also open their borders without restrictions to the grey nomads and allow the, nomads and allow them to do the same thing. After all, with no fans attending the games, no stimulus will be generated to the economy, whereas the caravan fraternity uses caravan parks and buys fuel and food along their journeys. Mm. Therefore, they're saying they should allow caravanners and grey nomads to go out and encourage the economy on. Travel. So what do you reckon the headline is? Um, uh, grey no more? No, it's let grey nomads stimulate. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> because you can't just get a little double otron, a little little thing there. How remiss of me. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So um, I, I like that caught my eye. That's the headline, my favourite headline of the week. Um, okay. Coming well, in a close second, Scotty, was this one Nanaban at sports. Oh, Nanaban. I read it, and I couldn't cut it out. <laughs> Nanaban. I love that. just rolls off the tongue. Oh, Nanaban. Yep. Nanaban. Grandparents are being urged to stay away from all kids' sporting events as they begin to resume. High fives, handshakes, and huddles should also be avoided. Blah, 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 all the sort of stuff around that. But uh, that's just suggesting that uh, let's, uh, let's just make sure the older generation... Uh, even more miserable because they can't go and watch their kids yeah. play sport, which is one of the greatest joys you get as a grandparent. Correct. Um, but let's have a nanoban at sports. That'll that'll go well. That'll really help so, the help the mental state of all of our grandparents. Well, I was going to say it's called a nanoban. So can the can the granddads go? 
It was <laughs> well, just yeah. the Nanas. Didn't say grand, grand band. <laughs> That's right. Didn't say grandpa band. Nana band from the Taliban. And, and in fact, uh, if I read that article correctly, because as I say, I, I did go through it, but yeah. um, it also said uh, of the parents of the children playing, only one parent's allowed to go. Oh, this is absolutely and, great, isn't it? Yeah. And then the one parent that can go... You have to watch the game from your car. Yes, it's 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 not a nanoban, it's a nanny state is oh. what we've got. So the sooner we get uh, I'm getting really, really annoyed now, Scotty. You better take over <laughs> because I'll start to launch in a minute. All right. Well, um, uh, what should we do next? I reckon, um, well, th- this was a, a bit of a feel-good story, I guess. And, oh, um, like a feel-good yeah, story. Yeah, and in, and in light of all the, all the other garbage that's been going on for months and months now... Um, uh, I just read this piece about uh, breast cancer, and and as we know, it's a uh, a terrible blight. Um, but there's some people doing some really excellent work. Um, Australian researchers hope to uh, soon to be trial breast cancer a vaccine that will stop recurrences of the disease and eventually be used to fight other common cancers. The jab will not prevent cancer in the first place, but will be given to people who have already been diagnosed with the disease. The hope is the vaccine will prompt the patient's immune cells to recognise and eliminate cancer cells. It could be uh, personalised and built on samples from a patient's own tumour. Um, so if cancer returns, their immune system would then fight that off um, yeah. second time around. Don't they get an injection or something? Uh, yeah, well, they're talking. Yeah, talking about it being a jab. Yeah. Um, because they are, they're really going hard at this. They they reckon um, uh, a charity was awarded ten million dollars um, to research into treatment and early detection to push uh, meet a zero target of breast cancer deaths by twenty thirty. It's amazing, isn't it? And I yep. saw that on the news. I think yesterday and. One jab, and and it can fight on cells that regroup. Yep. And also, they're saying that the survival rate now is eighty five percent. Is it out to ten years? Yeah. Once, and this is because of the early yep. detection and all of that sort of stuff. So that is a that's a great news story, mate. Yeah, it's so really good. It's, um, you know, the, um, all the, I take my hats off to all those people that are just sit there tirelessly, just you know, trying and experimenting and yeah. trying to get this stuff sorted because it's um, you know it doesn't um, it doesn't discriminate um, by age necessarily um, because there's a you know, it can be sort of all ages. Um, yeah, apparently, fifteen percent of women with breast cancer have triple negative breast cancer. It's not sensitive to the molecular tested drugs used to treat other types of breast cancer, meaning a vaccine would be a major breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. So um, keep going, all you great people. And uh, yeah, maybe some of the money that gets spent on the Melbourne Cup could be, uh, you know, maybe 0.1% could be donated to uh, cancer research or something. I think they've done a great job, though, haven't they? That, um the pink label and the yep, all of that, whatever they call that. Yep. So, uh, so I mean, you know, the, I, the two big ones, I guess. Um, you know, and, and no disrespect to the others, but um, yeah, the the pink lady, the pink foundation, yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, Beyond Blue. That's it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I've shared this story with you, but um, I, this is one of my sort of crazy ideas. As always, I've got a couple of floating around. But I came up with this concept, and I'll tell you how far I took it. I took it to the head of Channel 9 Sport, and I got through to him and, and, and got an email back from him. And I said this to him. I said, uh, take the Australian Open, please. And on day one, all the men wear pink and all the women wear blue. 
and therefore it's a cross-pollination of each gender supporting the other in terms of their cause. So if you were to see every player in the Australian Open on day one, all the women wearing light blue or blue and all the men wearing pink, and that gets seen around the world. You can't tell me that that wouldn't do something for each of those. That's a great idea, Scotty. And I took it to Channel 9, and uh, it was their first year of doing it. I took it to Tennis Australia, yep. um, and they said, yeah, we sort of do some work around other areas, but I'm, I'm going to have another crack. At do it again, because I reckon the environment's yep. right. Yep, I'm going to have another crack. So, um, uh, And that's the, because we'll all be watching it on TV, because we won't be able to go. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully. That's a great idea. We oh, yeah, well, I just thought, you know, sometimes those visual things are, are stronger yeah. in, uh, in their power of delivery than, you know, a whole bunch of words. But anyway. All right, I'll, we'll have a break, and after... After the break, um, I've got a little funny story for you, um, and I know you've got a lovely piece on the mountains. I so have. We'll talk about got, that in a yes, little while. Beautiful. Just a minute. Great. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber Venetians, and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design, for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. I'm Peter Hitchener. More than 288,000 Australians right now have hearing and sight impairments. Imagine if you could not see and also not hear. Able Australia is helping many Australians living with deaf blindness. You can help too. Visit ableaustralia.org.au. That's ableaustralia.org.au or call 1300 225 369. 1300 225 369. Are illegal drugs being produced in your neighbourhood? Cold and flu treatments can be altered chemically to make amphetamines with higher risk of explosion and fire, endangering all neighbours. Does a property have discarded packaging from flu capsules? Are there covered windows with high security? Are there strong chemical smells such as ammonia or aniseed? If you suspect drug activity, phone Crime Stoppers 1-800-333-000 and give the details. You don't have to give your name and you'll make your community safer. Join Alex Hare every Wednesday morning between 9 and 11 a.m. for Thanks for the Memory. Take a nostalgic trip with Alex with segments like Spot On, Jazz As You Like It, The Top 5 of 50, Million Sellers and much more. Thanks for the Memory with Alex Hare on Southern FM 88.3. The Sounds of the Bayside every Wednesday between 9 and 11. Saw it coming, I saw emptiness and tragedy, and I felt like running so far away. I knew I had to stay, and I know when I'm older, I look back and I still feel the pain. I know I'll be stronger, and I know I'll be fine. Rest of my day. I've seen better days. Put my face in my hands. Get down on my knees and I pray to God. Hope it sees me through till the end. 
There we go, Scotty. Bit of Pete Murray oh, for you, buddy. It has to be the, the, uh, the great Pete Murray. Yeah. And, uh, I just got a text from someone saying, great song, and I just replied back saying, great artist. Yeah, he's a great... Oh, I love Pete Murray, yep. and uh, that, that was, of course, Better Days in our theme of Songs with Days in the title, Scotty. And um, these things amuse me, uh, these song themes, but I was... <laughs> Pouring over a few songs this morning, by way of research, <laughs> and I thought to myself, Pete Murray hasn't put out any, any new work for a period of time, no. so I hope he's using this period of isolation wisely, because we'd like, like some more content, hope Pete. Writing. hope he's writing and producing some more tracks when for did, us, for uh, our amusement and enjoyment. That, that first, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that, very, that first album that he re- uh, released, and it had, you know, about seven or eight cracking good songs on it, I mean... Is that about 10 years ago? Oh, the one be? with um, So Beautiful on it yeah, and uh, the one with um, Feeler on it, I think. years ago, that could be. Yeah, I think it had Feeler. 2003, 4, 5, somewhere around there, I, if memory serves. So, I mean, that's a... And I, and yeah, I think me, the I one you're talking know. to, the, the main album he had was, was called Feeler. He released that in 2003, buddy. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it wasn't far and had, Feel a bail me out, so beautiful. Yeah, some great songs on that. 
There you go. We weren't too far away. It wasn't a bad And he had a good one after that that had opportunity and, you know, better days. That that track was yep. off his second album, no, See the Sun. That was a, good. That was a brilliant one. And, and if you're into him, there's a great album that he's got, um, Blue Sky Blue, which he put out in 2011. Yeah, right. Might have been his last thing he's, he's done. Excellent. It's a brilliant record and it's got a lot of Great guest artists on it, so um, do yourself a favour, as uh, the great Molly Meldrum would say. I don't think he's put out anything since 2017. Right. So time for another album, please, Pete. uh, Maybe... Maybe he's just one of those artists that just, you know, puts something out there, lets us all when he soak feels, it up. When he feels it. When, he, when, when that, he's got the feels. Yeah, when, when, when things start, you know, loosening up and, yeah. you know, and he's got, got a free mind, um, I reckon we'll hear some more stuff from him, don't you? I've seen him live too. He's good. I'd like now, to see a live band again, but we've talked about that. No. Now, now I, I'm going to hand to you because yeah. um, right. we want to go on up the mountain we're here. Right. You want me to go? Oh. You want me to go four legs or two legs? I well, why don't you start with the four legs? With the four legs, and then we'll segue into four your legs. scary, yeah. ch- spine-chilling so, tale. Uh, look, sit back for a little bit because oh, uh, but langing. I'll find banjo music while you read out this article. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I tell you what. Well, um, so this first part uh, is by uh, Andrew Rule, who's uh, also a great mate of Sly's and a and a co-scribe in terms of some of their literature that they have produced. Uh, and Rule has uh, done plenty of work um, sort of around the, around the crime scenes and, uh, and uh, interesting folk, colourful folk. Colourful characters. <laughs> colourful characters. Yeah. Anyway, so this is all about... Uh, colourful identity. But this is about the Brumbies. Right. Uh, no, the uh, rugby, union, so, uh, t- the rugby uh, union team from Canberra? Not, not quite. Uh, this lot have got more horsepower. Right. Because okay. <laughs> these are actually Brumby horses. Right. So th- this is... And I've, uh, I certainly know that they existed, but... Um, so the, the hoopla is um, there's a whole bunch of blokes that are going to go up in helicopters and go around and shoot these horses. What for? Uh, because there's too many of them, right? And they're destroying the oh, land. Oh, it's a cull. That's what they call so a it's cull. A cull, right? So there's all this hoopla around: should we? Shouldn't we? What do we do? Can't we you know, catch them? Put them somewhere? Anyway, I'm not going to sort of go into that. I, I just want to go through uh, Andrew Rules' article, uh, and he starts off by putting it in some perspective: uh, eliminating one of Australia's greatest pets, uh, pests. Oh, you got to you got to get that right. I right? see so you well, got it so that's right. The problem: they're a pest and a pet. <laughs> <laughs> so eliminating one of Australia's greatest pests, the rabbit, was easier before water shipped down. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right? yeah. And uh, Babe made life harder for, for anyone who involved with pigs. Yeah, because they were deemed sort of cute, and yeah. therefore you can't go. And... So these horses aren't cute. So they sort of fall into the, whoops, wrong place, wrong time. It was a lot easier to kill deer before so, Bambi. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, don't shoot Bambi. Don't <laughs> who, shoot who shot Bambi? Bambi yeah. so, uh, so then he goes on to say this. Um, the ugly reality is that millions of feral pigs are helping uh, millions of cane toads, uh, uh, miners, I don't even know what they are. Birds, they're birds. Yeah, uh, minor birds, right. Uh, rabbits, foxes, deer, cats, dogs, goats, Camels and horses to wreck the environment. Old so, McDonald. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, I mean, uh, all the, <laughs> your dogs, your cats, your goats, they're all in trouble. Um, these are not cute, babes or bambies. They are the wrong animal in the wrong place. Uh, 
invasive species pushing endangered natives to extinction. So what's what are the Brumbies doing wrong? Uh, running. Are they? Are, well, are they, are they not? I, I, I would have I, thought they were from the mountains. I, I, I think it's just because of the nature of there's so many of them, and when they're running, they're just basically destroying the ground as they as they go, and whatever right. they might be eating. So, okay. um, not that I'd think they're eating quail. So I think the quails are quite safe. Mm. Um, anyway, they're herb, herbivores, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are just be eating grasses yeah, and right. leaves. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eats roots, shoots, and, and leaves. leaves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all of those things on the ground. Um, all of which is uh, background of the debate uh, about eradicating Brumbies as the state government is determined to do. A Brumby is a feral animal. They are in every state, in every type of country, but in the eastern Alpine area, they have run wild since the late 1800s. So they've been around for a while, these, these boys and girls. Running wild. Running wild. Over time, they've become more inbred and physically inferior. Bleak mountain winters, poor feed, and generations of stallions impregnating their own daughters and granddaughters. I didn't read that bit the first time around. Oh, hang on. Uh, I've, pre- got, I've got something for that. Pre- no, hang on. <laughs> pre- <laughs> oh, God. Uh, produce the sort of uh, sad specimens... Um, that make Brumby a damning description among people who know horses. Australians have always been keen on horses, something probably inherited from British and Irish forebearers who used to think the animal, uh, who used to use the animal but did not eat it, unlike other Europeans. Uh, all of which makes it hard for conversa- uh, uh, conservationists to convince the public that Brumbies should be eradicated because it's so easy for a ragtail alliance of strange bedfellows to exploit all those sentimental cues. On the side is uh, on one side is the cold logic of uh, the conversation. Uh, the I can't even say that word again today. <laughs> the conservationist science. On the other are the shrill protests uh, of the other sorts of greens: Bridget Bardot, crazy cat ladies, and inner suburban vegans who insist no animal should die of old age in intensive care. What? <laughs> mm. Anyway. Better, uh, better it says, to cull on stallions and mares regularly. Sell or donate some uh, weanlings to Brumby lovers and leave only the best young horses in the bush to maintain a few heritage mobs. The millions of dollars saved could be diverted to getting rid of deer, pig, wild dogs and cats. Uh, but if, uh, that, of course, might be too hard. They shoot horses, don't they? They do because it's easier. Hmm. So a big debate about that, old son, uh, in terms of the, uh, the the wild old Brumbies. Uh, so it's the sentimental piece versus damage to environment versus, well, you know, we 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 don't go and shoot dogs and cats because we've um, seen the film Cats and Dogs, <laughs> and they're cute, mm. and these Brumbies are just wild and now. Um, I've got a segue for your next oh, piece. Have you? And it goes like this. Got to get to the start.
you what? I'm now almost going to feel like a bird. I'm now almost going to feel guilty that the joy around <laughs> listening to that rendition, uh, which conjures up sort of all oh, romance. Remember and all Deliverance? The, what hey, a movie that it was! was uh, absolutely tremendous. And we do uh, as we go through some weird and wonderful places, don't we? We we call it banjo country. Yeah, so you're yeah. about to talk to me well, about banjo country. Well, we let's go. We have our own banjo country. So you might want to sit back for a bit because uh, there's a fairly uh, there's a fairly decent piece on this today. And uh, as I said to you, it's got a bit of the uh, the Wolf Creeks about it. There's a bit of the, the creepy creepies. And uh, so this is uh, Johnny Sylvester's piece in uh, The Naked City. And uh, I... I I started to read it, and I thought, "Oh no, it's a bit long-winded." And you know, but the more I read, um, the deeper I got into it, and uh, it's a really uh, all right. I'll strap myself in. Take a second. Strap yourself in. Feel free to uh, to jump in uh, whenever you want to. But um, so it starts the uh, the article with the mounting mountain mystery. As I shared with you earlier, um, can an elusive bushman help solve these disappearances? So we know that there, there's a couple recently who actually aren't a couple, but they're a couple of people that, that maybe or shouldn't be, maybe should have not been together <laughs> camping. Um, so Victoria's high country is a place of beauty and mystery that remains reluctant to give up its secrets. So, you know, the romance is there already in yeah. terms of understanding this. Um, it's a region much loved by hunters, skiers, anglers, campers, bushwalkers, and the occasional gangland killer looking for a place to hide <laughs> oh, a body. brilliant. Right? Yes, yes. So, uh, so the scenes, you know, we're setting the scene beautifully. It's easy to forget this terrain could swallow up the unprepared or the unfortunate. A few days ago, uh, police launched a search in another remote area of the state, the Bunyip State Park. Oh, I love it. I mean, the you Bunyip. Know, when you've got a bit of Bunyip in there, that you know, it's going beautifully. Looking for signs of uh, Dale Pantic. Are you familiar with uh, Mr. Pantic's work? No, take okay. me through that. Yeah, a Lakes Entrance drug dealer. Oh, um, brilliant. Who went missing 13 months ago. Uh, in recent years, there have been experienced hunters, uh, well-equipped bushwalkers, campers and day-trippers who have disappeared without trace. Oh. Now, I don't reckon we've heard a lot about these people that have disappeared. They're, and there is reference to... You're not going to hear from them, Scotty. No. no, no disappeared, yeah, Scotty. Yeah, no, they've gone. Um, there have been theories, including uh, paid hitmen stalking the former governor of the Barwon prison, if you remember, he went missing. Mm. Um, a couple of fabricated... Uh, uh, a couple fabricating their own disappearance and an accidental shooting where the victim was buried. And it is why locals in the area speculate about a regular visitor to come with this mm. come with this journey with me. Okay. And this is why area uh, locals in the area speculate about a regular visitor who disappears into the mountain for months at a time. Uh, and he's known as Buttons. Buttons. Or the Button Man. The Button Man. He's known as the Button Man. He is... The button man's going to get you. He is a flint hard. Don't you love that? Flint flint, flint hard, you know. Not flint stone. No, no, flint hard. Expert bushman who earned his nickname from his habit of using deer antlers to make buttons and fashion large plugs for his ear piercings. You know, so those big... Oh, he's got the big dangly, dangly. He's got deer antler earrings. Yeah, yeah. so he's got the... He's got big ears. Yeah, he's got the the big plates. Oh, button man. So he's button man. Um, He has made a camp on a remote mountainside 
that lets him see anyone approaching, uses snares to catch deer and hunts with expertly crafted indigenous style spears. Ooh, so this yeah. this is this man just makes stuff from from nature, right? So many campers and hunters um, have stories of. Button Man, emerging from the dark at campsites. He, descri- uh, he is described as around 70 with short grey hair, wearing dark jackets and bloody scary. Bloody scary. He's bloody scary. <laughs> Others uh, say he's uh, spooky. Spooky. <laughs> he's spooky. But no one reports any threats or violence. He will uh, he'll grill them on why they are there, but rarely responds to questions about himself. They say he moves through the toughest terrain with the comp- uh, uh, competence and stamina of someone half his age. Mm, of course. This is Rambo. This is Jump J <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> this is Button Rambo. Buttons. Uh, uh, at least eight experienced bushmen have had encounters, one saying that he had a thousand-metre steer. <laughs> oh, a thousand-metre steer. A thousand-metre steer. That made the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. They say no one knows he is near until he decides to make himself known. Ooh, he just appears. Spooky. Yeah. A wildlife photographer spent days taking shots in the area near the Button Man's camp. When he returned home, he downloaded his photos. There was one unexplained shot of the photographer himself asleep inside his tent. Uh, the Button Man. No him. one knows who took the <laughs> shot. Bushies who have uh, hidden firewood have found their stash gone. They say someone must have been watching uh, to know the location. We now move to Russell Hill 74 and Carol Clay 73. Disappeared on March 20 from their campsite on Dry River Track. What a gather. Hill was a former, uh, former bushlogger who knew the area well. Their camp had been burnt and especially a quick camper utility left singed and abandoned. Hill's drone is still missing. He literally was up there the week earlier flying his drone. Checks have shown that they have not accessed their phones or credit cards or bank accounts. Believe, police believe they are dead, but despite uh, repeated searches, have found no evidence uh, of what happened. Uh, how did their campsite set up for comfort with a tent, outdoor shower, fold-up chairs and a table just happen to catch fire? The button man. The button man. Uh, what has not been revealed is that Hill was in the area the week before, as I just said, uh, now we move to Niels Becker, 39, experienced bushwalker, went missing on a five-day hike. The last confirmed sighting was by the Button Man, <laughs> who told police he saw a well-equipped hiker. The track took him past the Button Man's camp. No one really knows why Conrad Whitlock, 72, drove into the, uh, drove into the high country in July last year nor why he left his white BMW in darkness on the side of Mount Buller Road, along with his jacket, mobile phone and keys. Of all, so, never been seen again. Of all the mysteries, former Bowen Prison Governor David Prideau, 50, is the greatest. I met David a couple of times and found him to be smart, energetic, committed. What I didn't know was that he was a passionate bush hunter. On June 5, 2011, he went hunting with his brother-in-law from the Tomahawk Hut, uh, Mount Sterling, mm. uh, and has not been seen since. There were many theories, including that he was killed over the murder of drug dealer Carl Williams. Mm. Uh, 
who had been ambushed inside bail in prison a year earlier. It is nonsense. Urban hitmen wouldn't have a chance of creeping up on an experienced hunter, and most wear slip-on shoes hardly appropriate gear for the high country. Warren Meyer, 57, disappeared from Dom Dom Saddle. Mm. Oh, these great Dom names. Dom Dom Saddle. These great places. Uh, former mine experienced bushwalker. The four-hour hike was easy. The weather was fine. He was equipped with a phone, GPS, food, water, never heard of again. The fact that in these cases phones were not used, GPS not activated, not even the slightest trail left has led uh, to whispered speculation, speculation that is a long way from evidence. Mansfield, uh, with many hunters, campers and locals sharing the stories about chance encounters with the button man. (laughs) Such as the experienced shooter who woke around 11pm for a night hunt to find Button Man camped next to him. <laughs> some, think he see, uh, some think he sees it as harmless sport to hunt the hunters. Oh, Scotty. Uh, proving that he can approach the best without them knowing. Police from the missing persons squad have heard these stories, to which is why search and rescue police hiked into a remote area near King Billy Track to, button, uh, to, to buttonhole the button man <laughs> at his base camp, perched high on a point in the Alpine National Park. Eventually, the man who prefers his own company was up for a chat. After all, you would always ask the lighthouse keeper whether he uh, saw uh, whether he saw the shipwreck. Meanwhile, there are sporadic sightings of the button man wandering into Mansfield to buy su- uh, supplies uh, while, uh, while being in the bush. His unique character is extremely resourceful, slightly possessive of the area he sees his, his patch and usually only seen when he wants to be seen. But that will not stop others from wondering what makes him tick. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, so, over here. So there you go. We've got a modern day Banjo Rambo. <laughs> Oh, I just oh, yeah, it was a rip. I just thought dear. I just love reading. It. I mean, there's uh, we're talking about the that back. makes the uh, hair on the back of your neck stand well, up. And uh, remind me when I'm we're allowed to go and travel in this great state. And there's many parts of the state I haven't visited, but I'm to, not going to the Bunyip Forest in a hurry. To the Bunyip Forest. <laughs> I tell you what. Do you know what a Bunyip was? Uh, yes, yeah, like a wombat, isn't it? It's no, like, it's actually a mythological creature. Is it? It's a mythological creature from exist? from the Aboriginal dream time. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, but can you imagine getting home and uh, getting all your beautiful happy snaps there, birds and wallabies, oh, and, and all of a sudden yeah. there's one of you asleep in your tent and you haven't taken the photo. Do you reckon the button man's making a human coat out of all these people? I don't know, oh. but I tell you. Oh, oh, I don't think I'll be going to Bunyip any time soon. Not in a million can I, years. Can I tell you what? Uh, when I was a young bloke, uh, I used to be. I used to do scouts on a Friday night, and uh, dip, dip, dip. Yeah, yeah, dob, 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 all that. Um, and camping was a was a really big piece. We we did lots of it. Oh uh, yeah. But I remember uh, we, we went away one particular weekend. We got on a train at Caulfield Station, mm. and we headed southeast. Guess where we stopped? The Bunyip State Forest. Bunyip. Bunyip. We got off in the middle of no. It wasn't even a station. They just stopped in the middle of nowhere, and we got off the train, and we were at Bunyip apparently. So um, 
Yeah. We'll let you know where it is, Yeah, Scotty. well, I know where it is, and I know where I don't need to go. So, uh, anyway, there's lots of mysteries. Well, well, well. All of that. But, uh, yeah, these people that just... I mean, the fact that there's no trace of them is the uh, is the pretty creepy piece uh, around all that for me. But um, there we are. Just thought we'd share that uh, little story, because it's still ongoing, about all those people that haven't been found that... Um, Mystery Probably. from the Bunyip Banjo Forests. <laughs> With the button. Man. With the button. <laughs> Over to you, old son. You're, you're, changing you're, changing change tack place. entirely. Right. But you did reference railway journeys. And uh, there's a great little article of a bloke in the paper who's um, he collects traffic lights and railway crossing lights. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. So he, what he does is his name's Ryan Purdy. And he uh, he's a social worker. He's... he's He's on a mission to shine a light on road safety education in our schools. So what he does is he goes around, he gets old traffic lights, you know, the red, amber and green, and, um, you know, on on the poles and he gets the old railway crossing tracks, you know, the flashing red lights and and all that sort of stuff. Um, They're all just, you know, they're all broken and disused. He he recycles them or upcycles them. So he, he gets all the old stuff, and um, he, he's going to arrange with Vic Roads. They give, give him all the damaged and older model traffic lights and all that, and he repurposes them. So he he, is, he buys sequences from America, and he stalls them to make the lights work as they would on the road, etc. Yep. And then he wheels them around to uh, to schools across the country, including in remote communities, to explain to kids about road safety. So right. he actually has got the physical lights and all that sort of stuff. Um, now... I remember when I was a kid, I went to traffic school. Yep. Up on the ho- up on the the beast boundary road. Still there. And you used to ride your bike around Correct. and they had the actual traffic lights and, and yep. all that sort of stuff. It was the biggest thrill in the world. <laughs> Back when I was five. Yeah, that's right. Did, so did, did so you, this guy's bringing my dream alive. I, I I reckon it's a fantastic thing that he's doing. Did you did you have your own bike? I, we, we, did well, you ride a bike? Yeah, you rode your bike down and then you you know had to perform you know, according to what the lights did. And, of course, we all cheated. You know, we ran reds and <laughs> did all that sort of stuff. Jaywalked. Um, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. But uh, there you go. I uh-huh. reckon that's a great little story. Good on you, Ryan. I reckon that's a brilliant well, little thing two, he's doing. Two things caught me about that. He looks about 12. He does. does, <laughs> does. He's got a baby face, doesn't he? And does he get paid? No, he's doing it's it. all volunteer, of, right? Yeah. Love, 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 not, love not money. Really? Love not money. Good on him. The other thing that caught my eye, apropos of nothing at all, uh, in terms of travel, though, um, we're not going to Bunyip, but um, the Dipper, the Big Dipper. Yeah. Robert, I'm Robert Dipianico. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, Dippy yeah, Domenico. Yeah. I follow my dreams wherever I go. Yeah. Um, what is he doing? He's um, he's uh, he's fronting up a new television show called yes. Dipper's Destinations. Really? Yes. <laughs> So it's on Seven Mate, of course it is. Yeah. And he, uh, the footy larrikin, yeah. he explores Thailand, Patong Beach, Phuket, <laughs> um, goes to a snake farm, all that sort of stuff. Now, the thing I'd like to know about this is he's running his travel show and he's very enthusiastic, Dipper, yeah. but are we going to understand anything he says? No. 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 <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. So in, in, in theory nine ninety nine. It's travel without airs and graces. No. Of course it is. Dipper brings an every man charm to adventure. Of course he does. So there you go. If you want to watch a television show about travel and have no idea what they're talking about, 
this would be a step up or a step down from that show where they all the idiots travel around, all those idiot families. Oh yeah, those yeah. But that's that, really that annoying rate, television it show. It socks off. It does. Apparently. It's very annoying. Um, uh, can so I there you just, go. Can Look I, out for Dipper's show. Can I leave you with one thing on that? Mm. Four weeks. Four. Yeah, give you four weeks. Four weeks, <laughs> mate. Not ninety nine dippies. Well. Uh, the the only thing that will save that, and uh, with the greatest respect to Dipper, I, uh, he's a very uh, he's a, gr- a great character. Uh, they shot all that before COVID came in. They did. They so did. I don't know how many are in the can, but whatever's in the can, if all of them get to run, I'm Scott Morrison. You're a betting man, Eric, and they're not getting all run. Although, mate, it is on seven. Uh, oh, one of the seven, nine eight. nine seven things oh, that no one watches. So. Right. Okay. Now, can I get to this quickly? Yes. Um, yes. So in America, there's a there's a an actor, actress, actor. Yes. I never always get confused about uh, that gender well, act- non-specific. They're, they're all actors. Like, now, they're all they? actors, are they? Yeah, okay, I think so. Yeah. Laurie Lachlan and her husband is designer, fashion designer, hubby Mossimo Giannulli. These are the two that bribed to get their daughters into college, right? Yep. Have you caught up with this story? Uh, this was sort of floating around about a year ago, was it? Yeah, not? yeah. It's called Full House to the Big House. Yeah, which is a lovely bit of stuff. Yeah, because nice. apparently she was in a show called The Full House, uh, which I've never seen. But uh, there you go. Uh, okay. Yep. So um, what happened was um, they um, they were arrested uh, along with fifty other parents, including actor Felicity Huffman, whoever she is. Um, so they were cons- they were paying bribes to get their daughters into the University of Southern California as rowing recruits. Neither. Neither girls ever rode in their life. Right. So I would have found that out pretty quickly, I would have thought. Yep. Um, so um, she's pleading guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and mail fraud, and the hubby does the same. Under their plea arrangements, they'll serve two months in prison and 100 hours of community service and pay a $230,000 fine. Right. Husband serves more time in prison, pays a higher fine, more community service. So um, I'm just wondering, they... they, they Paid seven hundred and sixty thousand dollars to pass their daughters off to officials at the USC as rowing stars when neither had played the sport. Now, this must be a very good university, Scotty. If yes. people are paying this amount of money to get their children to attend it, there, there, there must be uh, something at the other end that sort of uh, gets you, you know, seven thousand yards ahead of everybody else. So not only were they paying bribes, they were they were making up bogus test scores and fake credentials and other sorts of things. So they were basically teaching their kids really, really good morals and ethics yeah. about how to run your life. Yeah. Is you don't actually need to work hard or yeah. or do anything like, you know. Anything that might raise a sweat on your brow or yeah. might cause your brain to hurt a bit, you just pay a lot of money <laughs> to get what you want. Uh, so I actually think they should have gone a bit harder on them because yeah, this is a tale time. of people with too much money and who have a sense of entitlement, Scotty. Uh, yeah. And, and we don't like that. As pretty as they look in their little paper, most of that hair's fake and so are the lips and so are other bodily parts. Um, and, and if memory serves, I reckon there were some other well-known uh, identities. Was it fifty of them? They said. Yeah, but there was it's a scam. A, there were some very well-known identities, and their name escapes me, and I wouldn't use it anyway in case I was wrong. Because yeah. Sir Buffy Sir hyphen, be hyphen, 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 behind me would uh, just give me a clip around the ear. But I reckon there are a couple of very high-profile people in uh, the Hollywood scene. Let's say. 
um, that might have been caught up in that. And my last question to you yes. is, who were the recipients of ah, the prize? My exact question. So who at the University of Southern California or who was representing or purporting yeah. to be representing the university? Who's, who's, where's yeah. the moolah, mate? Yeah. Where's the moolah? And why aren't they going to the big house? Where's the moolah? Follow the money trail, buddy. It's only a rort if you're not involved. Correct, mate. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> but I just, oh, yeah, that's. But I thought that's just extraordinary. Well, d- but d- no, I. I'll... How much uh, did you have to bribe to get your kids into their school, uh, Scotty? I had to bribe them to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, uh, here will be the twist. Um, those that received the money. Probably paid off the judges. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with the money that they received. Ah, <laughs> allegedly, it's a circular economy, Scotty. Well, it's just yeah, keeping it's just all the, the keeping money the money just, moving. The money just keeps just flowing. Keeping around. the money moving. Yeah, and then uh, then the judges uh, they get to represent those that got put into the big house, and then it, it just keeps going again. And all the judges, kids are probably at the school <laughs> as well. <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's have a look at the judge's bank account, <laughs> see where those funds have been delivered. That's just remarkable. Isn't it? I mean, it just shows you how, what a sense of entitlement. I mean, what, what lessons are you teaching your children there, Scotty? Seriously. Hey? Uh, Pay your way out of trouble. Do we, think, um, do we think that might not have happened, not necessarily by way of uh, direct payment, but do you think any of that might go on in our society whereby, let me, let me pose this to you, if I may, um, said person would like to get child into said school, no history of anybody else in the family going there. Sorry, it's a very long waiting list. No, she really needs to go to your school. And uh, How's a donation to the school building yeah, fund well, sound? Yeah, yeah the, the building fund just got looked after. Yeah. Uh, no, it never happens, no, Scotty. never happens? Never happens uh, at any school that I've I, ever I, known. I, I didn't think never so. Never happens. I didn't think so. No, thanks happens. for clearing that up. No, no mate, that's, that's fine. Uh, yeah. no, well, I'll, sl- I'll sleep much in Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Now, look, we must away to a quick break, but when we return, I do want to talk you through motels. They're making yes, a comeback. You do. Unfortunately, there's some bad news. There's more parents on the loose with bad baby names oh, that is. must be called out because yeah. they must be held accountable. Yeah. But do you and know what's coming out uh, next week? Did you read through that in its entirety? I'm going to take you through it in a minute. Yeah. Because the, 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 yeah, more content's coming out next week. Uh, there's the hundred names. Yeah. More content. Like, lovely. <laughs> See you in a minute. See you. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block outlines, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM Sponsor. Hello, I lost my 17-year-old son to the effects of bullying and sadly, I'm not the only one. Every day, thousands are suffering the pain and humiliation of bullying. The Bully Zero Australia Foundation deliver evidence-based education programs to schools, workplaces and community groups. For more information, visit our website bzaf.org.au or search Bully Zero Australia. Are illegal drugs being produced in your neighbourhood? 
cold and flu treatments can be altered chemically to make amphetamines with higher risk of explosion and fire, endangering all neighbours. Does a property have discarded packaging from flu capsules? Are there covered windows with high security? Are there strong chemical smells such as ammonia or aniseed? If you suspect drug activity, phone Crime Stoppers 1-800-333-000 and give the details. You don't have to give your name and you'll make your community safer. Hi, I'm Pauline O'Brien, the presenter of In the Middle of an Island. Come and join me on WizFiz Island on Thursdays from 11am to 12 noon where I just play the music that I'd love to listen to whilst I'm just laying back in the hammock with the remote control and a lovely strawberry daiquiri. In the Middle of an Island on Thursdays from 11am to 12 noon. Plenty time to do some kissing Plenty time for lots of loving From Paran to Parkdale You're listening to Southern FM
Yes, the great Chris Cornell out front of Soundgarden, Scotty, fell on black days. And sadly, he he had depression most of his life, Chris, um, died three years ago, unfortunately, um, by his own hand, but... We shout out to Beyond Blue and all of those great organisations that also were supported by Powderfinger right. last night uh, in these difficult times. But uh, a voice of a generation, that great man, and um, arguably one of the great rock singers uh, of all time, in yeah. my opinion. Well, that's a, uh, yes, a very sad demise when somebody as talented as that. Um, yeah, he was, you a, know, he was sadly, a jet. Uh, sadly passes. And, and can I just uh, tell you, I came across something uh, that caught my attention. I was... Watching something about uh, Robin, Robin Williams, um, you know, brilliant, mm. just you know, egocentric, you know, the the, the you know the, the whole nine yards. It wasn't anything the man couldn't do, um, and of course he sadly passed away as well, um, and I believe uh, took his own life. But what I didn't know was he was actually suffering a very rare strain of dementia. Was he? Yeah, and I think it wasn't the fact that he wasn't feeling good about himself, which clearly he wasn't. But I think maybe the fact that you know his when he brain, couldn't his remember brain, his brain was so yeah. brilliant for so many years that he couldn't stand. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 he was quick, wasn't he? He was so quick with it. Yeah. I mean, if just some of the things you know, some of the speeches that he's made, the interviews that he's done, you could sit and watch him all day. He was mm. he was really quite uh, quite brilliant. But uh, yeah, I, I never knew that. Um, he had a form of dementia, which is very sad. But anyway, let's try and brighten it up a bit. We are brightening it up, Come but on, um, there's another thing here uh, that's going to get me on my high uh, horse. It's a pet peeve. It's my pet peeve. Yeah. Outside baby of, names. Outside of Aoli. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> baby names, Scotty. Uh, Don't like these. So, and we should know, you can tell a lot about what the kid what the kids' names are going to be by their parents' names. So we start with Jodie and her husband, Brandon. <laughs> it's not going to go well from here. They, um, Love it. They've called their daughter Phoenix. Yeah. Right. Um, their parents said, are you going to have 50 of them? Is that your idea? Phoenix, <laughs> Arizona, Florida. You're going to name them from each state of the U.S.? Be busy. So hats off to her, their parents, the grandparents oh, of Phoenix. I thought that was brilliant. That's crazy. We talked about Elon Musk and Grimes announcing their kid XAEA12 or whatever it is. Yep. But um, next week, Scotty, uh, in um, great news for me, <laughs> the McCrindle Research Institute announces the 2020 edition of the Top 100 Australian Baby Names. Yep. So I dare say this will get a further run next week. Yep. Um, Charlotte and Oliver, uh, fortunately, spelt correctly, um, are going to remain at the top, which is good. But there's a growing trend towards gender-neutral names. This is boys' names that are girls' names and Vicky Versa. Right. Such as Charlie and Riley, right? Both of those appear on boy and girl lists, which is interesting. Yep. And then uh, uh, Luna is uh, a new popular name, Luna. Right. And there's a new uh, girl's name called Peyton. Peyton? Hmm. Wasn't there a show called Peyton Place? Correct. <laughs> Clearly the parents watched that. <laughs> Sadie. Sadie's making a comeback. Don't mind Sadie. Sadie. But Rainy. No, no, it's not so good, Rainy. Rainy. Um, and this is, uh, this is a lady. Um, this is her two children's names. Rainy, Lila, Roses, Joseph, Stuart. 
and her other daughter, Indigo Tiger, Joseph Stewart, for her eldest daughter. So they're going to go well at school, those two kids. Would Rainy be Rani? Rani or Rainy, whatever it is. God, seriously. There's lots of Carries and Dianes in the list. Yep. And then... um, this uh, the Melbourne mother, Savan Brook, spelt S I V double A N. Of course, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a kid called Zephyr, oh. and a kid called Wolfie. 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 Right. Um, Wolfie recently told us that he wanted to change his name. He wants to change it to Wonder. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wolfie to Wonder. I wonder. So um, that's got my uh, appetite wet. For next week's list, Scotty, which I will be examining in great detail and coming back to you with the highlights of the oh. top 100 boys and girls' names. And then, you know what we got to And do? I will be highlighting it on two criteria. One is stupid stupidity. Yep. On, one, on the y-axis is stupidity. Yep. And on the x-axis is spelling. spelling. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. And and I will be grading the results based on who's higher on the hypotenuse of the X and Y actness in terms of greatest spelling errors and greatest stupidity. Well, given that it's a, a bit of a grudge of yours, why don't I ask you the spelling? Oh, we could do names. it that way. So, so I want you to have a lash. Or we could just maybe do, we'll do one each or something. Well, we could, and we could just have a, have a lash at how it's spelt. So yeah. that, that made me grumpy, but this little article made me smile. Right. Because this is nostalgic for a lot yeah. of us. And so this is an article. It's, it's off the back of Tim Ross. Remember American Ross? Yes. Tim Ross, um, he's, an, he's authored a book called Motel Images of Australia on Holidays. Right. And it's prompted a, an article in the paper about how motels might set to become the in thing again. Pun intended. Um <laughs> So it's the idea in these COVID times that you can drive straight up to your room with the key already in the door since you've already booked and paid for it online. No lift buttons to touch. No buffet breakfast means that the motel should make a comeback from a safety point of view. Right. Because right? you don't have to see anyone. Go straight to your room. They, they have the slot. They put the breakfast yeah, through the right. door yeah, and all that sort of little, stuff. Yeah, it'll get you a little fr- a tray through the slot. Oh, yeah, this is why it's nostalgic <laughs> hey, for me because you get the knock on the door yeah. and you get the breakfast. toast the toast and the little paper parcels <laughs> yes, and you get that Kellogg six-pack of family favourites delivered through Correct. and some full cream milk. Do they even make those still, those little um, six-packs? They're good, but those... you know, everything got eaten apart from the all-brand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Cocoa Pops were first to go, followed by the Special K yeah. and then the Sultana brand. Yeah, Sultana brand. And then... Rice bubbles. C- corn flakes and yeah. rice bubbles. And the all brand was always <laughs> left to the old man to knock off. <laughs> ah, right. yes, yes. That's very oh, good. So, um, that, no, but they're saying that this is, a, this is a thing around the country now that people are going to start to travel again, that people, they're encouraging people to stay at motels. And there's a lot, of, lot of them, off, obviously, up uh, on the highways and, and, mm. and up and around the the, the rivers. Um, but uh, the the great line that made me very nostalgic, Mr. Ross, um, who's working on this forthcoming photographic exhibition, um, he said, "I want to walk into a motel room and be reminded of my family holidays as a child." He said, "Yes, the brown brick walls." Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> the clock flashing the wrong time. Oh, brilliant. 
And the cars arriving outside at 2am with the beam from the headlights streaming through the frosted glass above the door. <laughs> oh, and some of the curtains and bedspreads. And the curtains, bur- bur- <laughs> curtains, curtains and bedspreads and the little flap with your breakfast in the morning. That's, um, that's great. And, I, you know, I, when you go to America, Scotty, and, and I went to Austin... Texas, and um, that's an Art Deco town, and they're big on nostalgia. And motels were in, in, imported from America fundamentally, yeah. but they they've got a big thing on re- revitalising their motels. They keep them, but they're big on the signs, yeah, and they right. renovate the signs. You right. know, motel and yep. the whatever motel and this motel, and that's what they ought to do here. Is is sort of go back and get a bit Art Deco with them, you know, take them back to the sixties and the fifties yep. and and redo the signs because I reckon that that whole era will make a comeback, and we'll probably go back to driving holding cars and things as well, <laughs> Scotty. But uh, no, that's in my other version of uh, of the future. Well, that'll be. But there you go. That brightened my. Hold uh, on. I think what I'm going to do is do a trip and start a couple of motels. Well, I mean, you sort of don't have much choice when you sort of go country, do you? I mean, there, there's, no, right. there's no sort of hotels as no. such, but you know, you, your choice is um, rooms in pubs, yeah, and uh, and, hotel, and motels. hotels and motels, yeah. I guess, or well, motels, yeah, correct. Uh, and a motel, of course, being a a um, a modern day hotel. No, what's <laughs> what's our favourite word that starts with P? A uh, portmanteau. A portmanteau between motor and hotel. Yes, of course yes. it is. We've got Every got day's a school day on the two smoking guns. You've always got to find a portmanteau. Now, over to you. You've got a few that you yeah, want to get no, off your case. Well, I mean, this is, um, I like this. This was a letter of the day by a punter, uh, Peter from Benella. Peter from Benella. And I liked, uh, I liked what Peter was about because I think there's a fair bit of substance uh, to this. And... Uh, this is uh, this is probably not going to uh, please some people, but um, it, I think this is absolute reality. Uh, I thought we were supposed to have a free trade agreement with China. China. It looks like whenever Chinese get their knickers in a knot, <laughs> <laughs> they start th- uh, they start thumping us with a big stick. Uh, trade agreement or no trade agreement. The corona has proved Australians uh, have been sold out by their leaders and that Australia is pathetically weak and dependent on overseas support for its very survival. It's not far from the truth. Oh, he's he's, he's, he's correct so far. It's about time this country's leaders showed some guts and started uh, on the road to self-sufficiency. The first thing to do is to get our land, water and power supplies back under Australian control and cut ties with China. You cannot have a relationship with a country you cannot rely on. Uh, This is a a letter that Peter from Benalla wrote. I'm just reading it. Mm -hmm. Australia needs to build self-sufficiency at the expense of profit margins, which means Australian industry and Australian jobs, a fair wage for workers, a reasonable profit for employers, and money generated in Australia being taxed in Australia. China has never worried about the death of a few million people if it uh, benefits the state. So well, he's it's he's, a there's a lot of motherhood in that. Yeah, you might like the tenor of his uh, commentary, well, and it plays very well to a nationalistic point of view. But we could tear that article apart into fine shreds. Well, because there's a certain economic lifestyle that's underpinned by our trading with China I, that I, this country might uh, not want to do without. I think I think that's right. 
Um, and yes, it, it's through rose-coloured glasses. That, yes, uh, that he's I'm had a couple of rose eyes when he's written that. Uh, but at the same time, I personally do get concerned about um, infrastructure. Well, he makes being, a good point there, uh, and I think I would agree that there is there is a glaring lack of investment in infrastructure in this country. Yep. Um, they need to. We need to build more dams. Yep. Don't give a hell about the greenies. We need to catch the water that that, that arrives. Yep. And we need to move that water from where where it arrives, which is typically in Queensland, down into the middle of the country where it's required where it's, to grow fruit, so we can be self sustaining. And and for the cap, and, and for the, the states don't get a say in it. It should be a national driven initiative. Yep. The states can just move out of the way because really the role of state governments, as as, as proven by this Corona um, issue, has been fragmented approach. Yeah. Um, so it should I agree with more national powers for the national government yep. and less powers for the state government. Yep. I'm happy with that because yep. they can get on, especially with infrastructure, to get things done. Well we should have we should have built the rail line to the airport twenty years ago. Correct. You know? And we should have the east west that should have just gone ahead because all these other ones are now bobbing up and going around. And so see the only reason that hasn't happened, Scotty, is because it was a state driven initiative and they're not in power long enough to make long-term decisions so it wasn't you almost need you almost need forget government for a minute because they're just people that bob up and then go away yep you almost need uh, a a body that's an infrastructure body that's independent of government that's funded and they can go and do the work yep get on with it yep anyway Anyway, now um, you're I, on my high horse again. Yeah, now. I know, but I'm, modern, know, modern monetary theory and infrastructure development. I like his. I like his. I like, I like the, his passion. I like his passion because yep. I'm quite like passionate passion. about that myself. But yep. there's certain realities that have got to come in. Now we must away for oh, a quick message from our do. sponsors and um, get behind we, them. When we come back, we've um, got a. Well, I've still got. I've got. A, I've got an agony aunt letter I want to read out oh, to you. Oh, okay. And uh, I know you've got a couple of other things. Yeah, up I do. Go. But we'll see you in a sec. Ciao. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. When driving, it's important for you to be buckled up at all times. But have you thought about the safety of your child? All children up to seven years of age must be safely fastened in a capsule, child safety seat or booster seat, depending on their age and size. Fines and demerit points apply to drivers who don't ensure all children are safely buckled in. Imagine your life if you couldn't see and also couldn't hear anything. Incredibly, deaf blindness now affects over 288,000 Aussies and costs the community $7 billion a year. I'm Duncan Armstrong. I'm proudly supporting ABLE Australia because they're helping many Australians living with deaf blindness. 
you can help too by visiting ableaustralia.org.au or calling 1300 225 369. That's 1300 225 369. On Tuesday, May the 26th, we celebrate what would have been the 94th birthday of the incomparable Miles Davis. To commemorate, we have two wonderfully produced radio programs featuring interviews with a number of jazz luminaries around two of Miles's most beloved albums, Kind of Blue, interviews with Herbie Hancock, Jimmy Cobb and others, and also Bitches Brew, interviews with Bitches Brew band members Lenny White, Benny Morpin and more. Happy birthday, Miles Davis, this Tuesday at 10pm on 88.3 Southern FM. From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM.
Ah, oh, there you go, Scotty. Yeah, and there's a million songs you can play with the word days in the title. That was In Between Days yes. by The Cure. Cure. Could have played any number of songs. Yep. Um, there's so many. There's Happy Days, obviously, the one you <laughs> like. I wanted to try and get this one away today, but I didn't Thank have time. You for the day. That's a great old song by the Kinks, Days. Oh, it's a beautiful a song. I should band. have played that instead not, of the uh, uh, Cure, but any time, any chance you get to play the Cure, you should you should take it. You know, and there was the other one I was going to play. Was, was this one? I hadn't heard this for ages. Oh, great song. Yeah? Yeah. Wang Chung. Yeah, yeah Wang Chung. Yeah, <laughs> and I was going yeah, to give yeah, this yeah. one a run too. Oh, the Boss. The Boss. The Boss. So I could have played all those, but we're running, we're running out of time, Scotty. We won't have to turn this into a three-hour show oh, so I can get all my songs yeah, in. Yeah, well, I mean, now that you've sort of, you know, you, you've themed all of this music now in recent weeks. and it's, I've, I've, uh, Yes, I've it's become a time. curator. Yes, you've, uh, you, you're massaging them beautifully yes. together and they're all just a, a lovely little thread. I might have to, might have to play a little medley of them. <laughs> a little medley. Hey, I've got, some other, I've got some other good news. Go. Um, and... Whether this is a result of the coronavirus lockdown and ISO, I, probably, uh, I don't know. But um, we've uh, sadly had uh, 91 deaths on our roads in Victoria um, from the start of the year. Still, with yeah. no people driving. Yeah, but same time last year, there was 124. So we're 33 less. Now, you'd like to think that maybe there should be less than that again, given mm. what we've been through. But yeah. no, maybe not. And uh, I still think it's all the other issues that go with um, uh, with driving um, and, you know, the, the state of the mind of uh, some of the drivers um, by way of decision-making or uh, minds being altered, mm. sadly, um, which I think accounts for a fair bit of that. Now... Um, uh, do you want me to talk to? You, do you want me to tell you about your new service you're going to get? Mm. Is this called? This is a binge. Binge. <laughs> How's it spelled? So, uh, well, have a guess. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it? B i n g e. It is. All right. All right. It's the, not. The, it's not. B h. Yeah. Good. Uh, so uh, I, th- I thought this was interesting. Uh, with forecasts for streaming services in Australia to double over the next three decades. Yep. Uh, sorry, the next three years, not three decades, three years, its newest player, Binge, is hoping to crash the party, offering more than 10,000 hours of entertainment from $10 a month. It's pretty cheap. Yes, uh, entertainment with a small e, I'm tipping. Uh, entertainment. Until I see the list of shows, yeah, is it more trash from America? Well... Uh, we'll just keep uh, we'll press on mm-hmm. and you can decipher for right. yourself okay. um, the affordable platform which goes live on Monday so tomorrow uh, is a stunning new extension from the Foxtel group which has enjoyed success with its similar sports programming app KO and KO is very good um, you've talked about yeah, KO I've got, yeah I've got, I've got a bit of KO going on uh, when it launched two years ago the new offering will chase a younger audience of digital natives of course Don't digital you love natives digital yes. natives yes. I just love that with a, uh, a slate of exclusive entertainment um, titles as well as uh, a back catalogue of cult classics so there's some cult classics for you Mm. Uh, Binge Chief Executive Julian uh, Ogren 
said recent programming deals with international studios, including Warner Media and HBO especially, would set the standard high for the kind of content new streamers should expect. Um, and they're going to uh, basically their their catchphrase is going to be entertainment that is unturnoffable. <laughs> oh no, unturnoffable. So just, there you let's go. Just murder the English language so more, we'll, shall uh, we? So tomorrow is the launch uh, is the birthday and of uh, binge. Good on and your binge. So Binge is going to jump in and see what sort of a market share it can uh, it can slice away, mm. um, and then we'll see what uh, see what they throw up. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Would you like me to talk to you about the tunnel? Which tunnel, Scotty? Okay. So uh, this is... Is this the Metro Tunnel? Nope. Is this the London Underground Tunnel, the channel? No, and it's not the Metro in Paris either. No. Okay. This is our tunnel. Is this the tunnel out of Alcatraz? So this is the tunnel that we're trying to build underneath, down by the west gate. Oh, underneath the Maribyrnong River. Exactly. Part of it's going to go under and part of it's going to go over. Well, it's not a tunnel so, if it goes over, Scott. Yeah, well, there you go. So that that piece won't just a just just want to just pick you up on that, mate. Anyway, so mm. the whole shindig uh, is um, is all up in the air. Uh, soil being dug up in the heart of Melbourne uh, to build the six point seven billion dollar Westgate Tunnel has uh, PFAS levels. I haven't got a clue what that means. Oh, mate, PFA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, not, PFA it's not good. Not good yeah, for soil, yeah, okay. PFA. Uh, well, apparently, they're only um, 100 times the ex- uh, acceptable amount in drinking water. Oh, a PFA, it's yeah. no good. I can tell so, you what a PFA uh, stands for, but, but it's this public was, radio. But this was never disclosed to the public. Um, internal documents from the Environmental Watchdog reveal Um Soil dug up along the Westgate Freeway has been classed as the second highest level of hazardous waste. Mm. Um, so there's a couple of builders involved. I don't need to name them. They all know who they are. Um, but they're all uh, they're saying that the, all of those people uh, certainly knew about this uh, long, uh, some time back. Backus Marsh residents and Murrabool councils have flagged possible legal action if the roads waste is sent to Mattingly Brown Coal, a landfill just hundreds of metres from schools and homes. Um, so, again, they reinforce sections of the project soil have 100 times the level of PFAS acceptable in our drinking water, whereas other sections of soil classified uh, by the EPA have a low level. Uh, now, th- this was the piece that I really loved. A Westgate Tunnel Project spokeswoman said the EPA confirmed the levels of PFAS in the soil from the tunnel boring are expected to be low and at safe levels for the community and the environment with appropriate controls. Would you like to be the spokeswoman that makes that statement when potentially down the track things go a little bit pear-shaped? And well, uh, We're dealing, Scotty, PFAs. They're perfluoroalcohol. Alcohol, alkalite. Al- right. You know, or polyfluoral alcohol. Which is what? Which is the group of manufactured chemicals that are used widely in making things, but that's the contaminant. Right. Perfluoroalkyl, PFA. Right. So what is the acceptable level of that in our drinking water? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> because this is 100 times not acceptable. And so... she's the spokesperson saying that... Um, uh, well, they're I'll all going to be, be fine. So, so what is a low level ninety eight? 
but a hundreds, uh, but a hundred times is not acceptable. Well, they're, they're pretty dangerous because there's a growing work of. Well, I'm just reading off this off Doctor Google. Yep. Um, PFAS. PFAS exposure, uh, you can get liver damage, thyroid disease, decreased oh. fertility, high cholesterol, obesity, hormone suppression, and cancer, neither of which are good things. So where do you reckon that soil's going to end up? Hmm, don't know. Don't know. Because they're saying if you take it as landfill, um, it may need to be retreated at some point, which means you've got to dig it back up. Mm. Um, and is it not... Uh, if I and I'm happy to stand corrected, this is I think coming from the area that we we might have uh, once been familiar of uh, of knowing it as Cood Island. Oh yes, I remember where that. Things went very where things burnt a lot about twenty odd years ago, yeah. um, and it would appear that the contaminants allegedly Cood may have uh, may have um, uh, disseminated from that particular accident at mm, that time. There you go. I could be wrong, but uh, anyway. Uh, Not a good thing. No, exactly. Now, uh, we, we're slowly sort of running out of time, but I, I flagged something with you earlier, and we're going to carry this over because we'll get, we'll get someone on to come and have a chat with us next week. Yeah. So I just, but I want to pose the question, and maybe you can just have the week to think about this. Uh, we, we start footy, and 10 weeks in, and this is where I'm going to leave it, 10 weeks in, wave two of coronavirus comes back hmm. leave it at that next week what one. happens what happened next what happens next <laughs> so we'll get that on you and i'll debate that we will. i reckon we'll we'll grab we'll grab a punter um we'll grab someone and have a chat about yeah, that that's I'll just really get interesting someone else on just to give their point of view uh, as well because i reckon uh, and i've got i've been hearing things around sort of a super weekend so we'll We'll toss that around next week as uh, as one of our things that we need to get ourselves across. All right, very good. All right. Well, look, um, time is, is is running away, but I did want to draw your attention to a, a really lovely dear Abby letter that I, that, I, that I saw through the week. Please, and do. Um, this is one of these agony aunt letters that you that you hear from time to time. <laughs> I haven't heard one for a very long. Yeah, you know, where someone writes in and yeah. they've got a problem and dear Abby, dear Abby. so mm. dear Abby, dear Abby. <laughs> I've never written to you before, but I really need your advice on what could be a crucial decision. I've suspected for some time now that my wife has been cheating on me. The usual signs, the phone rings, but if I answer, the caller hangs up. My wife has been going out with the girls a lot recently, although when I ask their name, she always says, just some friends from work, you don't know them. I always stay awake to look out for her taxi coming home, but she always walks down the drive. Anyway, I've never approached the subject with my wife. I think deep down I just didn't want to know the truth, but last night she went out again and I decided to really check on her. I decided I was going to park my motorbike next to the garage and then hide behind it so I could get a good view of the whole street when she came home. (laughs) It was at that moment, crouching behind my bike, that I noticed the valve covers on my engine seemed to be leaking a little oil. Is this something I can fix myself, or should I take it back to the dealer? What <laughs> the heck? That's the agony aunt letter. He's, he's inquiring about his broken valve oil. Valve right. Engines, on his engine. Right. Just thought I'd... What, happened, what happened to his wife? It doesn't really matter. The um, motorbike is oh. leaking oil. Scott. Oh, so yeah. I... <laughs> 
Oh, that's gold. Oh, I thought I'd leave that one. That you. is just it's probably a reason why I don't read out too many of those. Oh no, I, I actually think that's very, very funny. It's like uh, I don't know if I've shared this with you before. But, uh, there's an old, um, old out, outdoor bloke, and uh, I remember him telling me one day many years ago. He said he was struggling to get advertisers for his billboard, and he couldn't sell it. So he he came up with this little slogan. So he put this up on the board, and it says. Um, my wife ran away with my best friend, and I really miss him. <laughs> sure. He said to this day that billboard has never gone unsold, and I actually saw him at a function about three months ago, and I reminded him of that story, and he said that's absolutely true. Fantastic. Yeah, ran away yes, with my best friend, and I really miss him. We can't take ourselves too seriously. No, not We've here. got to have a bit of a laugh here, Scotty. have got a giggle. they got to just got a laugh. So now, uh, so next week uh, we'll be back, but uh, and we've got we a few will. things to cover on next week, including that uh, that what happened next um, yep. topic. Yep. But um, we're going to run away and leave uh, leave you with this, your what's left of your Sunday afternoon. Thanks for listening. Thanks.